Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. But I'm excited for the future. Somebody say, I'm excited for the future. Um, I'm excited for your future, but I'm excited for our future. I'm, I'm excited for where we are going as a church. And I quickly want to, uh, which is outside of my scriptures here on my that I have prepared, but I, I do want to say this here. Let me go ahead and get to it. I believe it's in Mark, uh, Matthew chapter number nine. You can go there if you want to, but you don't have to either. Uh, maybe I missed the boat here on this one. Let me just make sure. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can somebody get the new wineskin? Um, uh, uh, verse of, uh, Matthew 9. It is Matthew 9. Sorry, I was in the right place. Let me go there right now. Thank you, Jesus. Man, these apps, I tell you what, very, very annoying sometimes. All right. All right. So Matthew nine fifteen says, And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them and they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Y'all can understand that sign like it doesn't take a rocket scientist. You understand here if you take an old garment that's already stretched as much as it's going to stretch and then you attach a brand new piece to it, um, the moment it's never been through the stretching process. Are you with me? And so now it stretches and, and what we've done is we put a piece that just fits there and then it stretches and then the tear becomes worse on that material or that garment. That's what it's saying here. And it says, nor do they put new wine into an old wineskin or else the wineskins break and the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined, but they put new wine into a new wineskin and both are preserved. Somebody say new wine. New wine. wine. Say new wine wine. in a new wineskin. Say this, put your hand on your belly and say, I am am a wineskin and I receive receive the new wine wine for my season. Are you with me? So number one, Jesus here is talking, no one can put old wine into a new wineskin. Jesus often talks, and obviously we understand He speaks a lot in parables, but Jesus is often talking in covenant language. Somebody say covenant language. Jesus says you can take old and take old and put it into the new. All right? The old can't fit inside of the new. All right. Only the new can fit inside of the new. What is Jesus also saying? That when you put the old inside, when you put the old inside of the new, uh, uh, or the new inside of the old, what happens is is that the old that is already maxed out on its process of being stretched cannot go any further. Why? Because it is limited in its scope. Are you with me? So the new wine of the new covenant that Jesus obviously has not ushered in, He's talking about this new covenant, which we know only comes into effect when He says it is finished. The pinnacle of the ministry of Jesus, the fullness, the crux of the life and ministry of Jesus is accomplished on the cross because 
through that effort of him being, come on, of him dying, being, being buried and, and uh, rising from the dead, uh, all reconciliation takes place and, 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 and we are now reconciled to the Father and we all have been adopted into the family of God, Jews and Gentiles alike, where we can all together cry out, Abba, Father, that we are under a new covenant that is a covenant by which all men have to go through. There is no separate covenant for the Jews any longer. It is a covenant that comes through Jesus. We have all been engrafted into that vine. So the Jews need to go through Jesus and we the Gentiles have to still go through Jesus for salvation. Come on, somebody say Amen. Amen. There's no preferential covenant for the Jews. That's not me being anti-Semitic. I'm just giving you the truth. It's for everybody the same. And so you cannot put new wine into an old wineskin because what will happen? It will burst. So it cannot contain the new. Are you with me? So you've got to put new wine into the new wineskin because the new wineskin is capable of handling the new wine. It is a container or a vessel that has been fabricated or made by design by the Holy Spirit of promise as He's come and He stamped us with the seal of promise that this vessel is a new covenant vessel that doesn't function in an old covenant. It functions in a new covenant receiving a new covenant wine. And when that wine is coming in, it stretches me, but it will never burst. But if you take the new and you put it in the old, the old bursts. So you're with me, why? What's it saying? Is that the new is far greater than the old. The old cannot contain it because it will burst. And just to irritate some people, I'll go ahead and say this. What it's also saying is grace is far greater than the law. Are you with me? Yes. Infinitely greater. Yes. You know, we, we cannot wrestle with this stuff any longer. We can't wrestle. We, we're beyond the point of wrestling with this kind of teaching. We, we can't wrestle with this any longer. Why, why are we trying to uh, uh, glorify or make a trophy out of a shadow? The oldest, listen, let me just say this. The old is Christ hidden and the new is Christ revealed. The old shows us as we break it down how He is hidden in the shadow, in the types and shadows. We see Him hidden and the new is the substance given to us. But now as the church, we're trying to live somewhere in the old and glorify the old and observe the, there is no power in the shadow. The power is in the substance and the substance came and all things have been given richly to us because He came. Come on. And it's okay that we sometimes observe those things. But we don't pitch our tents and begin to do, you know, make a tradition of the things Paul fought with the early church and said, could you please let go of that stuff? You're here idolising a shadow when we've been given Jesus. Could you quit? 
Because the power is not in the shadow. The shadow did nothing but speak about the substance that was to come. And now that the substance has come, we're looking to the shadow again to try and find something that's not there any longer because he's here. And so our motto here is if you read between the lines, we do nothing but preach Jesus and Him crucified. He is the centre of the gospel that we preach. He is the beginning and the end. He's at the start of our message. He's in the middle of the message and He's at the end of the message. And we have no intention of going anywhere else with it. When Paul says the foundation is laid upon the apostles and the prophets, what do you think the foundation was? He said, be careful how you build on it. Jesus being the chief cornerstone. What is he talking about? He was talking about make sure you do not deviate from the centrality of this gospel. That's where the foundation is laid. That's where the power is. That's where everything you need and that I've given you through the Holy Spirit so that you can function in this place of kingdom rulership, kingdom dominion, kingdom power and kingdom authority. And I'm telling you right now, this is not the hour as we move forward here. This is not the hour of showboating myministry.com. You know, that's why I'm praying for Asbury. That nobody tries to go there and stake a claim on the revival so that they can put all the media attention on themselves and show how wonderful they are. It's got nothing to do with you, dingbat. I'm just telling you right now, get yourself out of the equation. It's got everything to, G, to do with Jesus. Stop, you know, we, we become hungry for media followers. I mean, we, we, we live for the followership more than we do than we walk in the fear of God. How many likes can I get? How many more followers can I get? draw attention to ourselves. The only person we draw attention to is Jesus. Sorry, I might be a little bit bold in my, in my language, but sorry, not sorry. One of the reasons why the Lord gave us the word occupy is because God is moving us into that place of taking territory. And, 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 and part of that taking territory is to make provision for the presence of God, that we honour the glory, that we do not take the presence of God for granted, that we honour that presence so that He will reside here because guess what? He will come where He is celebrated. And we will be a house that celebrates the presence of God. We will be a house that celebrates the presence of the Lord. Come on. 
and you might have a lot of language that sounds the same, but I tell you what, you better get the rest of that language in line and begin to make your message the centrality of Jesus Christ and stop making it about yourself. Let me tell you, the Gospel is not about you and what you can do. The Gospel is about Him and what He has already done. The less I am in the way, the more that He can get in the way. John the Baptist said, I must decrease and He must increase. The reason I don't mind being this strong in my message is because I'm leaning on the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as long as I can lean my shoulders into Him, I can be a little bit firm. You know, Jesus was a, was a I mean, a very compassionate. The Bible says He was moved with compassion. But let me just, don't mistake the compassion of Jesus with righteous indignation that He had against the religious people. And rather than say against the religious people, against that religious devil. For which I have no tolerance, zero tolerance. That's why, that's why we are in the mess that we're in right now. And what we do is we entertain religion, but we want the glory of God. And so nothing changes. We're, we have all the language right, but the elephant is walking through the room and nobody wants to talk about the elephant in the room. Hello? The Bible says in the book of, by the way, the word occupy here, the one tra- uh, in the, in the, uh, just take the word occupy and look at the dictionary. One of the dictionary translation uh, uh, says here, enter, take control of, and uh, that, that uh, takes over. This is what it means in the natural. I want to explain the spiritual paradigm here, so I'm going to fix this, but I'm just saying what a literal translation from a regular dictionary says here. I didn't take it into the Greek and all of that kind of stuff. Are you with me? I'm just saying regular English. It says here, enter, take control and stay in a building illegally and often forcibly, especially as a form of protest. We are not taking anything illegally. Our kingdom occupation is us legally taking back what the enemy has stolen. Come on. He owns it all. And when we come and we take back what the enemy has stolen, we say, sorry, you are in breach of your contract, sir. You may no longer hold that anymore. That is illegally in your hands. Thank you, I will take it back. Thank you, Jesus. And we take that thing and we begin to use it as something that we can bring glory to the Kingdom of God with. That's it. The presence of the Lord just overwhelmed me right now. In the name of Jesus. That's the Spirit of God bearing witness with your spirit right now. Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. 
Some of you might have come here this morning not knowing what to expect, but let's just shift you just for a few seconds. I'm not gonna go all the way into this. And by the way, I have to deliver this because I'm gonna get into the part on, on, on why I'm bringing this as a message to you. For, for I believe God has got people that need to hear this here today. And Joshua chapter number one says, now it came to uh, about after the death of Moses, jo- Joshua chapter number one, um, uh, it came after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. That didn't mean he didn't have any kids. He was just the son of a woman called Nun. All right. Okay, it says here, Joshua, it came to Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, uh, Moses' servant saying, Moses, my servant is dead. So in other words, there is a changing of the guard. So we cannot go into this new season with a mosaic understanding in a sense, if you will, just stick with me here because now the anointing is for the Joshua generation. I'm reading just verbatimly from this instance here. We can prophetically bring it into our now to say what that's saying for us here. So Joshua is now carrying the torch or the baton because the Lord is coming to him and saying, Moses, my servant is dead. And so we cannot stay camped. That's the problem that we have. We stay camped under an old season, the old season and the anointing that it produced, which was right for its time and its season. But if we do not follow the cloud and we stay under the heat of the day, we are going to become dry thinking we're still anointed of the Lord and there is a residue of what once was. So you might see drips and drabs and you're gonna feel like, man, I've got to maintain this glory and you get caught up in a religious program of everything that you can do to muster up the glory of God. In the meantime, God says, I will make you an oasis in a dry and a thirsty land. He will put you under the cloud where you don't have to try and strive and toil that the glory of God will just move. Why? Because you shifted from an old season and you said, yes, Lord, I will celebrate this new season. It was Moses' day yesterday, but today it's Joshua's day. And I step into the Joshua season and the Joshua anointing because the anointing that God placed for Joshua's time was good enough to get the jobs done on the earth. Are you with me? And I'm telling you here, my servant Moses is dead. The changing of the guard has come. And we will either stay a part of the religious institution where we are on a trajectory of slowly becoming more and more and more dry and empty of the presence of God. Because guess what? When Moses, when Joshua came and Joshua's in a season, while you sit and camp in a Moses anointing, you have become Ichabod because the presence of God is no longer here. Even though in its time it was functioning, when you walk in the Joshua anointing, you are not Ichabod, you carry the presence of God. This is the hour for the church of power. Wow, that's really corny. 
but it just came to me right now. This is the hour for the church of power. This is the hour that those of you that felt, man, I've been ridiculed for so long. You see, God gave you a prophetic ability to see into the future and you saw into the future and it put an impartation of you inside of you ahead of your time and people ridiculed you and said crazy things. Oh, she's just one of them crazy people that believes God can do all this and all that. And I'm just telling you, you God made you who you were in a season ahead of your time. But now as we are the church, of power for the hour. Let me tell you right now, those that ridiculed you are gonna come back to you and say, I need what you have. Don't mind her while she sits under the splout where the glory comes out. Because when it's all done, she's going to have a shout. I'm telling you, the, the atmosphere of heaven, the reverential anointing of God is here. Let me tell you, when you start talking about things that move the kingdom, the kingdom operates. Some of us, oh, that's a distraction. Can't we just move the lady out the room? No, it's not a distraction. That's the problem. We've been, we've been trying to shut up the voice of the Holy Spirit for too long. That's the problem. Well, that's not normal that, that God can touch. No, no, no. You've been somewhere dead for so long that that actually is normal. You've been in an environment that is abnormal. Do you think that Jesus, that when Jesus walked the face of the earth that everybody looked like they were baptised in lemon juice? Do you think that they were all morbid and nothing happened around Him? I mean, Jesus was spitting in mud, rubbing it in people's eyes. I mean, He was doing, people were pulling people through the roof. There was nothing normal about His ministry because when the power of God, there's nothing, it's supernatural. It's, uh, uh, come on, it's, it's above normal, it's supernatural. Mama ma shamande karasto mbokoye. This is and I'm just saying this intentionally. Get your head out of the way. The kingdom of God is not a mental ascent. It is spiritually discerned. So you can be sitting and your head's going, this is crazy, this is weird. But your spirit is going, hmm, I like it. This is, but your head's fighting with you. Get out of your head. Some of us need a head bypass. Get out of your head. You can't even understand faith in your head. You can't even understand God's existence with your head. So why are you gonna try and understand the supernatural power of God with your head? You can't, you can't even do that. So why are you trying to do God this way? Why don't you rather say, have I been sitting somewhere where they were void of the power of God? And if so, 
my God, then I really want what the God of the Bible says that belongs to me. It's good news. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, we didn't come to pacify religion here and shake hands with it, sit down and have coffee over lunch with it here. That's not what we came here for. We will not do it. And maybe we'll get accused because we don't wanna, we're we're not fighting unity. We want unity, but not man's unity. We want the unity of Jesus because that's the only unity we submit together on. No, that's holy. That's a very holy thing. Read about revival. Read about revival. Read about the move of the Spirit. It wasn't a room full of quiet people. What happens when you encounter the presence of God? Some of you might laugh with joy uncontrollable, uh, joyful and uh, just unspeakable and full of glory. Some of you might fall on your knees and weep. Some of you might just fall on the, on the ground. I mean, it doesn't matter, but read about revival. But when the power of God shows up and, and tangibly touches you, things happen. Well, we shouldn't have to sit and explain what happens when God's presence comes. Well, we have to do it because people go, what is this? I'll tell you what it is. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel that in the last days, saith the Lord, I shall pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. And what happened on the day of Pentecost? They all looked like they were drunk. And Peter had to come and say, these are not drunk as you suppose. Why did he have to tell them they're not drunk as you suppose? Because they evidently looked drunk under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. They look like men and women besides themselves, overcome by something. They look intoxicated to many with alcohol, but they weren't. I'm not really even getting into what I want to get into here, but I, 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 uh, I will say this. I'm just going to quickly shift so that we can bring that, you know. Uh, uh, hallelujah. Well, I'll tell you what a privilege it is to serve God. It's such an honour to serve the Lord. I don't wake up dry. I don't wake up going, oh, that God would come and visit me. No, I know He's visiting me right there. I'm in the fullness of He's on the inside of me. I feel His presence. I, I, I know. And, and I, I just, my faith is just 
posture in Him that I wake up in rest. I wake up, I, I, I'm not, I don't, come on. I, I believe in, in what His Word says that I have that's for me and I just possess everything that He has for me. I grab a hold of it and it's a joy because He's alive and well and He's seated at the right hand of the Father that, that He's not dead in some grave. Buddha is dead, Allah is dead. The tomb is empty and He is alive and He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And I know that because He's touched me with His glory and is the evidence of my faith. He has touched me, He has changed me. I know what I used to look like and I know what I look like right now. And I'm more excited about where I am now than I ever have been before. And I know and I feel it in the Holy Ghost. We are in a move of the Spirit. Hallelujah! Let the fire of God grab a hold of you! Come on! <laughs> Hallelujah. That's it. She said, I don't care if I flop around like a fish. That's okay. Like, look, I'll tell you this. I have no problem. This is the fire of God, just so that you know. Can, can I have two strong men bring her up here really quickly? I need some strong men, please. And I need those two strong men to have another man to get behind her really quickly. Andrew, maybe you should come and catch her. Let me tell you right now. He doesn't care about his reputation. Cassie, Casey, let me tell you, you will never be the same from today. Fresh anointing right now. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Put it down. Let's cover it with some modesty cloths, please. I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up here, I promise. I just want, I want to, I'm, I'm going somewhere here. Thank you, Jesus. 
It's man and his time limit. It's man and his time clock. That's it. I want you quickly to page over to Joshua chapter 3. Go to Joshua chapter 3 really quickly. I want to read a couple of verses. Just stick with me here. It says here, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and he and all the sons of Israel set out from Shittim and came to the Jordan, and they lodged there before they crossed. And at the end of three days, the officers went through the midst of the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord with the Levitical priests carrying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. However, there shall be between you and it a distance of about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not Come near it that you may know the way by which you shall go for you have not passed this way before. I wanna take that really quickly here and just quickly go over to uh, the New Living Translation. And it says here in the same verse, it says, since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark and make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. But I want to go ahead and show you here. He says, you, he says you, he's, not, he's giving them instructions that are new. And the reason he's saying the priests will go and grab the ark and you're not going to get too close to the ark. Why? Because we understand, thank God, that God was in the, 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 the ark of the covenant rec- represents the power of God. And in, in that time, say somebody, thank God. I wasn't in that time. Say, I am a prophet, a priest, and a king on this side of the cross. That the Ark of the Covenant is now living and residing on the inside of you. Are you with me? We know that Uzzah and Ahio, when the Ark of the Covenant was at the house of his father, that he t- when David came to get the Ark out, he touched it and Uzzah died. And actually the word Uzzah means breach. He breached the protocol. In other words, he became too comfortable around the glory. He didn't honour it any longer. And so he, was, he died. Now I'm not saying that, that anybody's dying in the room here today. That's not what I'm saying. But I am gonna go ahead and say, we have to... The but he, the, the instruction here to Joshua as they were going forward, he, he says now they're gonna carry the glory. In other words, the glory's gonna be there. Don't get too close to it. And that doesn't mean we, we, the Bible says to us in the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the last verse of that chapter says, now therefore come boldly to the throne room of grace that you can find help and mercy in time of need. So we're no longer positioned like they are. We're positioned to come boldly before His throne so that we can receive receive everything that we need to march forward. Are you with me? But, but here they are, there is an honour. Come on, I want you to observe there's a reverence 
And then He says, now stay behind them and follow them because you have not been this way. You have not been this way before. And I'm here to tell you as a body of believers, we've stepped on over into a season of a new wineskin. We've stepped on over into understanding this old season is dead and we've stepped on over into a new. And so it feels a little bit different, but God says we have not been this way before. It's not that it's something new. There's nothing new under the sun. We have not necessarily been a people for a long time that have been intensely listening to the voice of where the cloud is and beginning to follow that cloud. And wherever we go, we do only whatever God tells us to do. Are you with me? We follow the heeding of the Lord. We listen to the instruction of the Lord because anything that is born of the flesh must be maintained by the flesh. Oh, but when we listen to the voice of the Spirit and the Spirit of God says, do, we move and we march on what He says and there will be a grace that is sufficient in that hour and we will begin to rest where others are striving. They will look at you and say, how is it that you still have joy? How is it that you're still resting? How is it that you're still functionable? And you're gonna say, because I hear the voice and I only do what He says, just like David, he inquired of the Lord anytime he did anything. We're coming back into that place where God is giving us some marching orders just like David and we're lending our ear to Him and say, yes, Lord, we will be that Davidic army. Are you with me? We are lending our ear to You and what You say we do. And as we do, the victory of the Lord will ensue. And if we're actually sitting here and we're honest with ourselves, we can honestly walk out of these doors and say, I sat in a kingdom anointing this morning. And that's why I'm telling you, I cannot, that's why I cannot go and sit and play coffee games because I have to be able to preach what I'm preaching without worrying. I don't even want to sit and build a relationship because of what I have to say. Why? Because if I haven't made a relationship, I can't offend you. If I haven't made the relationship yet, well, I didn't personally offend you. Maybe you heard what I said and I offended you indirectly. Well, I don't know you, so I didn't do it deliberately. Just understand, understand where I'm coming from. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, don't be distracted. Focus here. Focus here. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is my, my closing point. And so, so I see there's going to be fires. 
Like I didn't know, like, you know, the Holy Spirit can use, sometimes God will allow you to see as much as you can possibly see at the time. Like, I mean, you, 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 you're, you're at a, you, you know, you, you see what you see. I don't know how else I can say that. But we're, we're, we're here because we are here to take kingdom territory for the kingdom of God. And we are here to be the kingdom of God. And we're not here to say that we're exclusive. But we will embrace people who are of the same heart and mind and vision. But we're not going to back down at the cost of the presence of God. That's the only thing we won't do. Are you with me? Amen. Say yes. yes. I just asked you if you were with me and you said yes. Thank you. God bless you. Is that awesome? Yes or yes? yes. Thank you. I was afraid you would go with the other option. So, so we, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, you're fine. <laughs> Technology. I'm preaching and it's looking at everybody over there. Maybe there was something that was about to happen. Maybe I shouldn't have shifted it. But... The point of the matter is, is that so, so we want to make room for the presence of God and without, without losing the truth that will establish you in righteousness and that is the truth of His Word. So we want that to be coupled with the anointing. Are you with me? If you have the Spirit without the Word, let me just tell you, dear friends, you will blow up. And I don't mean to be cliche, but if you have both together, you will grow up. You'll be stable. You'll be like a tree planted by the water. God isn't interested in building shooting star ministries here. He wants to do everything He does with longevity. And when you are planted by the, come on, by the, you, when you're planted by the water and you have your sustenance coming, you can function in all of the stuff in the Spirit without freaking out and going off into left field. Yeah. Amen? So, so, we're making some adjustments, whatever that looks like. I'm not going to do anything outside of how the Holy Spirit tells me to do that. But I want you to know that in order to accommodate what I feel the Holy Spirit's bringing us into as a church, I've got to now start letting you know. I've got to be clear in my language with you so that you know what you're signing up into. That's, what called, that's what's called making the vision clear. And then, and then, you know, just around the corner, we've got Operation Leon. Some of you don't know what Leon is. It's, that's Lafayette, Eunice, Opelousas, and New Iberia. Because the Lord has suddenly put in my heart that I see homes. We're going to start opening up different homes around Louisiana. 
And we're going to go into those homes and we're going to grow it. And, and, and then we're going to have our leadership, our apostolic leadership team. And we're going to rotate that team around. One of the leaders will be in that group. One of the, I'll be rotating with them. You'll, the leaders will be rotating through them and they'll be ministering. It's an apostolic movement. Are you with me? Yeah. Where you are equipped for the work of the ministry, but you're actually doing the works of the ministry. Yeah. And then every five or six weeks, because some of these places are gonna be distances away, we're gonna actually bring everybody together for what we call like a super Sunday, where it's gonna be an explosive Sunday celebration where I've already said, we're gonna have people being baptised. We're gonna have people being filled with the Holy Spirit. We're gonna have miracle signs and wonders happening. And, 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 and I mean, it's gonna be leadership playing, praying for people right there in the middle of, this is all gonna be happening while worship's going on. Come on, I believe it's time right now. We've been talking about it for a very long time. It's time to activate. It's time to activate. It's time to enrol in God's agenda. It's the other way I can say it. Hallelujah. It's time to be the kingdom. Amen. Somebody say pioneer. Somebody say pioneer one more time. It says here, I wrote this down, pioneer means to, the, to be the first in something that's never been done before. In the context, to be among the first, to be a part of a kingdom endeavour that takes an apostolic team to fulfil its purpose. Joshua 3 verse 4, for you have not passed this way before. We're not trying to build a one-man show. We want, to, we want to build a foundation that says the kingdom of God is in every single person. And if you will let God use you, you can do everything that you're seeing these people are doing, that we're doing all together. People have the opportunity to minister. That's called apostolic ministry. The Bible says to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, not make it all about the one man. The hour that we're living is not about one extraordinary man. It's about ordinary people serving an extraordinary God. And we're all ordinary outside of His anointing. We're extraordinary in His anointing. Pioneering involves paying a price. Not everybody wants to pay a price. Just saying. We want glory, we want heaven, we want revival. But listen, make it, God, could you please make it as comfortable as possible for me? (laughs) Leadership is established in the pioneering process. Those who labour together, we sweat together. And I'm not talking about sweating by the sweat of our brow, but we are involved in getting God to do all of His initiatives together. We break bread with one another. I know your heart. You know my heart. The luxury of being somewhere where everything is in place already had to first start with pioneers to plough the way through into that place. Either you are a pioneer or you are a spectator wanting to enjoy the labour of those who pioneered you into enjoying the very seat you occupy while you worship. 
We are raising an army, a pioneering people, a people who see the vision and find their purpose and place in it. Onward we march. I'm telling you right now, that's gonna become something very often heard. Onward we march, onward we conquer, and onward we set up places for Jesus to be seated as the Supreme King. And I know that as we begin to reach out, that the anointing that resides in the vision of the house will be in every endeavour because it's spiritually attached. It's not, it's not, oh, I'm anointed and I'm gifted and I just go plug myself and sit somewhere because I'm anointed and gifted. If, 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 the, if the house doesn't have a heart that you have, forget it. I'm just saying. You cannot sit in a house and bring what you want to bring to the table and the pastor that you're sitting under is not even on board or not doesn't carry the vision. You can't do that. You can't do that. If you stay for too long, you, you are gonna have a problem. Amen. It's not controlling, I'm just saying. I just wanna give you a word here. You are not there to change your pastor. Got really quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. (laughs) You're not there to change your pastor. Find somewhere that, find somewhere that you are connecting with and have the same heart and connect with that. Because if you stay where you're not celebrated, you will end up becoming a problem there. And if you still stay after that, you can become the product of witchcraft and divisiveness. Because the moment you usurp your role over the authority that they, they might be, they might be whatever, they might be dry, they might be full of religion, but it's not your job to try to come and change them. And if you are, are you are out of order. Leave them alone. Let the dead bury the dead. doesn't make any sense. There's got to be a flow. There's got to be a flow. Amen. All right, I'll leave it at that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Every head about every uncle. I'm just joking. We know everybody's saved around here. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are not saved in the room here? Anybody? All right. Maybe you're at a different place in your walk here today. Maybe this challenges your walk with the Lord but then let them make the adjustments. I'm not gonna put you on the spot. You know what you heard here today. Don't wrestle with God, just follow His voice. Be blessed in the Name of Jesus. And then before we let the live streamers out, just really quickly, for those of you watching by way of live stream, yes, we do receive offerings in the church. So uh, 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 those of you guys already know what to do. There is a basket on my right, your left take an envelope. If you are writing out checks, make them out to DRM or Destiny Revival Ministries. Or if you're watching by way of stream or in the room, you can go to www.destinyrevivalministries.com. Click on the Your Support button. You can go ahead and give safely and securely. And then lastly, 
If you're super techie like me, you can go with your smartphone and dial, actually go to your text messaging and text the word give to the following number. Um, 33743433777. Text the word give to that number. You'll get another link where you can click and you can give safely and securely. Thank you. God bless you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Go in the power and the strength of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus that the angels of the Lord go before you setting every crooked place straight. I thank you and I decree and prophesy God's abundant favour upon you in your workplace, in your business, in your home, in your family, I declare healing, I declare divine health, and I declare the joy of the Lord that is your strength to overwhelm you in every part of your life. And all those that love the Lord said, Amen. Amen. Be blessed. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Jesus.